Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. They're incredible sheets. They're incredible bed sheets that were inspired by NASA. They use silver-infused fabrics and make temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature. And let me tell you a little something about myself. When I first moved to New York City, I essentially went to a corner bodega, bought a set of sheets that were made out of what felt like cardboard, and that's what I slept on for like years. I thought, I guess I thought I just wasn't even worth more or like, I just didn't even know that comfort was possible. And then I started like actually realizing like, oh, I don't have to live like this and buying actual sheets that made sense. And truly the temperature regulating property of these NASA inspired sheets by Miracle Made are like the apotheosis of adult living. Like you can live with comfort, with temperature regulating. The funny thing is I thought temperature regulating was just like something you had to just deal with your whole life. That There was no sheet that could help you with that. Your body just went through wild temperatures and that just, you know, sucked and you had to just deal with it. But you don't have to deal with it because you can get miracle made sheets. They're self-cooling for better sleep. They're also, this one's really fun and it's actually really important for my husband, they're self-cleaning because they're infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. And because of that, it's designed for your skin. So it stops the bacteria so it doesn't clog your pores and it doesn't cause as much, you know, breakouts and acne, which is a big problem for my husband. Since we started using Miracle Made, my husband has just had way less of the breakouts and the clogged pores. And like I said, they're just like, luxurious. Um, They're designed for a person who's graduating from the cardboard sheets of their youth. (laughs) Graduate from those, you guys. So go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's T-R-Y, trymiracle, M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash fake the nation. And at the checkout, use the promo code fake the nation and you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. And Miracle's so confident in their product that it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you're going to get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fakethenation and use the code fakethenation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fakethenation to treat yourself. And thanks so much to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. And thanks so much to Miracle Made for regulating my body temperature at night uh, with the sheets. I really love them. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, hello. This is Recap the Nation, a Fake the Nation bonus, where we take some of your favorite pop culture films and TV shows and we recap them till there's nothing left but producers feeding contestants lines they shouldn't be saying. Today, we are riding our horses again through episode seven and eight. Again, by the way, horses. Um, episode 7 and 8 of The Golden Bachelor. Just a reminder, this is my first ever reality TV experience, but now that I've been in the fantasy suites, I'm no longer a virgin. Don't worry, regular episodes of Fake the Nation will still appear on this very feed on Thursdays, as they always do, but for today. And until this show is done, we will recap The Golden Bachelor two episodes at a time until we find out who gets that dick. All right. Folks, I'm so excited um, by today's panel. Oh my God. When you when you ask me who are like two top-notch comedians, 
um, working in New York City today, and one of them isn't actually working in New York City right now, technically, but she is still working in New York City. If you know what I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's something. It's in the soul. It's not in the physicality. Folks, first up, we have with us. I mean, just an incredible comedian who I've seen kill everywhere. She's even also killed on the Late Late Show because she's just fancy like that, and she's just so fucking funny you guys um and you should follow her because her feeds everywhere are funny all of the socias she's the only person she and then the other panelists are the only two people you should follow and then everything else is garbage and gives you anxiety it is the wonderful yes. katie hannigan hey katie hello thank you so much for having me nagin i'm so thrilled to be here i'm thrilled to be recapping the golden bachelor it's been a joy it's been a respite from what is usually toxic yes. uh, reality TV, I think. Right? Uh, wait, so a bit, bit quickly before we get into the next panelist, are you a, a member of the Bachelor Nation? You know, I have been an on-again, off-again member of the Bachelor okay. Nation, but this this special series reeled me in. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more genuine, and yeah. I think it's really nice that they are letting old people be on TV again. So they um, it's, me. it's It's saying a lot that this is more genuine because it's not even that genuine. No, it's true. <laughs> it says a lot about, this, the, about the entire series. Okay, but also yes. joining us. Now, this woman, folks, um, she's like an old shoe that you put on. <laughs> Which is the most romantic way you can describe someone. And it's just like, you, you're like... It, in my life, this woman is like an old shoe, um, and uh, and she's also again technically in Los Angeles, but in in everyone's heart, she is in New York City. I've seen her perform in I don't know how many rooms in New York City where audiences are just lying in a puddle of laughter; they can't handle themselves. She's also co-host of the podcast Raised by Wolves. She's also you've seen her on um, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Because again, I just we can't stop having fancy people on this podcast, and uh, she also held my newborn baby in her arms, and I have a photo of it. Ladies and gentlemen, is Leah Bonama. Hey, Leah Bonama. Oh, I'm so honored. I still have that photo. It pops up on my phone all the time, and I think, why did you have those nails holding a newborn baby? <laughs> um, Rika loved those nails. Um, she oh, remembers fantastic. them fondly. Um, <laughs> that the girl with the blue pointy nails? Uh. <laughs> Leah, before we get into it, I want you to tell the listeners where you are in terms of having seen or not seen this series. So I had never seen A Bachelor. Yeah. I had never seen A Bachelor. I have seen, you know, a lot of people, a lot of things happened to a lot of people in the pandemic. For me, I started watching reality television. That was my... So I have other things to compare it to, but I've never seen a bachelor. Yeah. And I was in no way prepared for the amount of crying. Yes. That was about to ensue. Um, and I mean, we were hooked. We we have been on that couch uh, obsessed <laughs> and 
I think it's so funny that we're like finally old people on TV. I mean, are they even old? You know what I mean? These people are all in shape. It's not golden girls. It's definitely not golden girls. I actually, I'm, I'm actually, we need to talk a little bit at length about the number of thighs that I've seen on the show. Just like thigh (laughs) exposure. It's a little, actually, I can't, I don't know if I can continue to handle it is, is what, what's going on. These are great looking people. They're great looking thighs. So many great looking thighs. I don't know. Okay. Um, but so, so I did this to Leah. We've been uh, exchanging texts back she and forth to me. about how I basically ruined and enhanced her life at the same time um, by getting her into the Golden Bachelor. Um, and I don't know, Leah, maybe one day, you know, uh, uh, what, one day you may be able to make me watch Lord of the Rings, which I know is one of Leah's like minor uh, bucket list she items loves it. for me to watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's and great. So, I love at least at least the first one. I support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I, I, I was thinking we could lock Nagin in somewhere for a weekend <laughs> and just be like, "This is what's happening." I brought your outfit. And <laughs> the next pandemic, you are, you're not allowed to leave. Which is sure now. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, let's get into it with episode seven. Women tell all. So in episode seven, we heard the women of the Golden Bachelor tell all. Um, <laughs> Kathy gets real about how she caused the drama in the show. But at the end of the day, they all support each other. Um, I guess what did you think about this little, you know, this little catty moment that they were trying to bring up um, on the, the tell all episode? I mean, I felt that there wasn't really any cattiness compared to other reality show tell-alls that I've seen. I felt it was pretty contrived. Like, I'm thinking, for example, um, not even the most recent season of Love is Blind, but the one that I just watched, Love is Blind Seattle. Oh, God. Where they had, (laughs) there was a toxic person in the mix. Uh and, uh And it was the girl who... Well, no spoilers, I won't say in case people haven't seen. But if you've seen the series, you clearly know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And she came in and the entire group shamed her. And it was just juicy, wild, uh, uncomfortable, upsetting. Mm, Yes, And I was looking for something a little more like that. But I have to be honest, I love the fact that they all supported each other. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was lovely. It was, it was, I mean, it, it is sort of like the Great British Bake Off of dating shows. You know what I mean? Because they, <laughs> yeah. they do, yes. they do, they just do support each other. And they weren't going to get like pulled in to some drama on the tell-all. And I just have a really basic um, lot, a logistics question here, uh, Katie. They always do a tell-all every season? That's something that happens every time? No, I don't think so. I think it's reality show to reality show. Oh, it's you. a common thing, but I don't think that I think for, as far as the Bachelor, they've they don't do tell alls regularly. Okay, got you. Okay, got yeah. you. So, Leah, what did you think um, about seeing all the women back? Uh, how how did you take this episode? Well, first off, I want to say that I was thinking about it in the shower this morning, which just goes <laughs> how shows how far. How far you've uh, pulled me in, Nikki? Yes. And you're on West shower. Coast time. That's early. Yeah. You're up I early. I had to get up at 6 a.m. thinking about this in the shower. Um, and one of my thoughts about Kathy was, I also thought, like, even though Kathy was just basically saying, hey, can you stop telling me your personal business? And then Teresa, like, literally didn't get it. She just, but then what I think made it not malicious, like what Katie was saying, is that she then said, 
she could be the one on other dating reality shows. They would be like, she's not the one. Is she crazy? It's me. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, she, right, right. It came back around to being supportive. And um, I really enjoyed the tell all for uh, the bloopers at the end, which I feel like we should probably talk about at the end. The but... bloopers. Well, well yeah, like let's get into a quick thing that's a little bloopery, but not not the bloopers that you guys were talking about. There was a whole segment on Susan's gas. Susan's gas. That's No, that's what I'm talking about. Not bloopers, but I just want to talk about gas. Yeah, okay, let's talk about gas. because they, they, So they brought up gas, by the way, twice. At the end where they actually did formal bloopers. And then right yes. here in the beginning. So after they dealt with like Kathy and like whatever toxicity she may have been providing, which was extremely minor compared to other shows. <laughs> and after even Susan supported Kathy by saying Kathy has a really big heart, whatever, which I thought was really cute to see that. Lovely. Um, so lovely. lovely. Then they did like a gas reel of Susan yes. <laughs> because Susan ate Edith's guac, you know? And everyone's like, no, 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 it's the meatballs. It's because you made meatballs. And she's like, no, mm-hmm. it's because of the guac. I mean, there's multiple, They, you know, they strung together this just thrilling sequence. I I don't know, <laughs> Leah, I mean, where are you on, on this inclusion of gas? I was delighted. Okay. Um, <laughs> delight. I also felt like Susan was somebody who I think she's a fan favorite. Yeah, of course. And she was like very not shy about showing that part no. of her. So I felt like she was in no way. She was like, yeah, I got gas. And I, I really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed how the whole house was like talking about her farts. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, she obviously was on a date, right? Then they go on a date and she's like, hey, I've got farts. And then they laugh <laughs> together. I just was, was like, fun. this yeah, is was what fun. I want to yeah. see. Yeah, this was is what I want to see. It was a peep behind the curtain into the lives of this generation. And it seems like talking about farting, but while calling it gas is pretty run of the mill. Right, right. It's a, it I was mean, it's, it seems like a very fart forward age group and yes, I, yes. fart forward age group. <laughs> and I mean it should be. It's a thing that everybody does except for me. Is it, is yeah, that, I've is never that done that it. Like, is I that like a, oh yeah, Katie, not Katie, but whispers. Katie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but whispers. <laughs> <laughs> but is that what happens when you get older? Is this like you just don't give a shit anymore about like decorum? You know what I mean? Or you're not like it's- they're also living together and their schedules are off. And I'm sure a lot of their, you know, we don't see their, you know, all of their things are coming down. Like they're so thrown off their routines. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it reminds me of like a classic trope of an elderly person, older even than this, like being like, I had a great BM today, you know, just kind of that type of physical talk gets into conversation in the same way that we're like, TikTok is wild. Right, That's their right. TikTok, gas. No, yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And even like just growing up, my mom has um, six sisters, six, five sisters and a brother. And um, and I, you know, many a time would just sit in a room like silently as a child and just listen to my mom and her sisters kvetch. And it was... Um, incredible and it was a lot of like body like uh this poop that fart hair growing on my chin you know what I mean just like mm-hmm. your typical hair growing on like every body part with well, this is middle middle eastern women so there was a lot of hair conversation <laughs> um and and it, it and there is a sisterly vibe I think 
when these women all sort of get together yes that you know yes. a camp slash sisterly vibe that i think that we, yes. we got to peek behind now the other thing that happened in this episode is that joan went on stage with the host now if you'll recall joan would had to go home because her her daughter was suffering from postpartum depression she had to go um help her daughter her daughter had literally just days or weeks before just given birth before the show started um what did you you know uh what did you think of joan um my personal feeling about joan and i don't know if you think that she had any real chance with gary she almost has her shit too much together for gary (laughs) yes yeah she was maybe too perfect for gary gary seemed to be looking for someone to save which i find a little antiquated and we'll get into that i guess when we talk about episode eight yeah but i did i did love joan she had such a good heart she was looked stunning i think she she looked younger than me yeah wildly really good yeah um i also just want to say the ladies i think except for maybe um kathy all were like showing shoulders and arms and you know legs and boobs this was not your grandma's bachelor no this is just there was just april oh (laughs) Yeah. 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 April. Um, she looks younger than all of us. Uh, they just, they look incredible. And I mean, I, I mean, I guess I, um, it's, it's it, hashtag goals. I, I want to say, uh, hashtag goals, but also I would have loved to see some people that were really settling into their age in a more rougher way because, <laughs> You know, at a certain point, I thought, you know, once you turn 60, it's kind of like, well, anything goes downhill. But now I'm realizing that the bar is higher and you need to, you can talk about gas if you look hot, hot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that 60 isn't really that old. That's why it's like, you know what I mean? You could have a good 40, 45 years left with the way science is going. And it's like, don't you want to be healthy and feeling good about yourself for those 45. I do feel like my overwhelming thought was because I really do feel like it's genuine. Like a lot of these women were genuinely feeling like they hadn't felt a feeling, a romantic feeling, a love feeling in so long. And I felt like that was very sincere coming from all of them. That wasn't set up by the show. And I was like, we got to get these. How are we going to get these people? You know, I, my thought was we got to get these women some dick. Yes. You know what I mean? This is just I my it all of a sudden became a goal of my life yeah. to get women who are interested and looking some consensual dick. And because they were on they they were like, oh, this has been awakened in me. And I, oh, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, my God, well, what's going on out there? Leah, talk to me about Ellen's little interview, because I feel like we got that, you know, that's exactly what you're talking about. The awakened woman vibe from Ellen. Um, what did you think of her her coming back up and, and talking to um, to the host. Well, Ellen was really hard for me. I felt very sorry to see Ellen go um, on Leah's personal journey of yeah. The Bachelor. I was... <laughs> um, and I think that's also because Ellen, for me, was connected with the story of her friend. Hmm. Um, who Roberta. Also, Roberta, who we know passed, and I love that they dedicated this series to her. And um, 
you know, Jesse listening to the interview crying, which I, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but Jesse is the host of the holiday baking show. That's who I know him from. So when I saw him, he only does puns. He does puns. Obviously he knew he had to drop the puns for this much more serious adventure of the bachelor. But so I came in a fan of Jesse and so, but that interview with Ellen, I just, I thought they all took it so well. Um, you know, and, and, you know, so Ellen for me was, Ellen is somebody I just really, I, w- I want so much for her. Yeah, she, I, th- I think the, the thing she said after everyone cried, I'm sure, Katie, you cried Absolutely. along with the entire studio audience and then all of America when she started talking about Roberta and then they brought Roberta's daughter out and they I was like, Roberta's I can't, daughter. I can't, guys, what are you doing to I me? Know. How beautiful. Yeah. But but she I was faked out. I thought it was gonna be Roberta, you know? And, <laughs> and she's like still She got better. <laughs> she got, or they cloned her. Hey, here she is. Um No, uh she said at the end, um, Katie, and and, and this goes back to like the, the, the energy that Leah was talking about. She said, I can't wait to get started. And yes, I was like yes. Yeah. Brit, get, get That's her. the magic of the Golden Bachelor, knowing that you know you're you don't have an expiration date for love. Oh, that makes me want to oh cry, God. Katie. That's like a tag right there. I love it. Um, I do okay. love it. So, so Katie, talk to me about Faith. Now they bring Faith out. Faith and Gary have to have a conversation. It's yeah, that was very hard tearful. to watch. Hard to watch. But, you know, what I found really interesting about Faith was what she said about how Gary walked her out at the end. And then she's looking at him like, oh, I didn't know you. I I almost felt as though I was looking at a stranger. So she kind of had an important realization that this wasn't the right relationship for her. But she had a, a kind of an awakening similar to Ellen, which I thought was really precious and good for her to feel like, oh, okay, they're, they're, I can feel this way with somebody else. Yeah. And it kind of made me, you know, it did make me find Gary. I have found him flawed throughout the series. And, you know, I think that this is the reason that people watch The Bachelors to see them in this kind of like polyamorous will they, won't they, and to yeah. see people's hearts get kind of tugged and that's where the drama comes from. But, you know, I I feel that Gary is old school in a way that I don't appreciate where he was wearing his heart on his sleeve. He was the one. And then I think he even said that, I can't remember, maybe he said that to Ellen. Maybe he said it to Faith, like, you know, you wear your heart on your sleeve and but, you know, you're going to be great out there. And it's like, well, you were technically you were manipulating her. He says too much. I mean, I don't know that he's like manipulating these women. I just don't think he's thinking it through. It's like, think you he's he's thinking one step ahead instead of like four steps ahead right and it's just like he's saying the thing you know it's like saying to ellen you're my girl like dude you're my girl and then you cut her like that's crazy Uh, yeah yeah you know and then he and he says to uh, to faith will you say it out loud and she says i'll say it and then you know he says i love you she says i love you that's in the hometowns 
uh, why did you do that, dude? Like, yeah, yeah. And he even said too, in the end, he was like, well, I broke my promise to your family. It's like, well, Gary, that's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even when you're dating and you're not sure, you still can have like the presence of mind to have candor. I think, I think he's just so incapable of not being a people pleaser in that way. It's like, I he think he just yes. really wants everyone to think that he's like a good guy, that he's fun, that he's great, that he's caring, that he's this and that, you know, he's the golden bachelor, right? It's like, he's also now really embraced that about himself, you know? And he yes. is from Indiana, which may I say that I also am. So the Midwestern nice is not always an asset. It can actually really be your undoing, I think. By the way, as Katie tells us that she's from Indiana, she's like double hand holding a mug of tea <laughs> in just the Cozy. most <laughs> like she's on on a porch, like saying hi to neighbors or something. Oh, yes. And that's yes. where th- this is the vision that we're getting. Um the Popping other thing for a cup of sugar. <laughs> I want to say Leah about Faith is I again I think Faith Part of the reason it didn't work out with Faith, Faith is that she fucking has her shit together. She has such a full <laughs> life. She's got all these fucking horses. Like, you know what I mean? I just don't think she just like didn't really need him. You know what I mean? Like, I know she want like I I want I want her to find love, but she doesn't like need Gary. You know what I mean? That's what Gary what did, likes about the two last the, the two contestants. Remaining. I don't know, yes. Leah. What did you think about the Faith cut? Cutting faith. I did think as somebody who's never seen Bachelor and I guess Katie are saying they don't always do this, but just the I I felt like for faith, I felt for faith. You know what I mean? She's doing this live in front of an audience of people in front of millions of people where she just got rejected and told somebody they loved them and she has to be faced with that person and is like, why? And I felt like for somebody who'd spent a lot of time putting up walls, that's a lot. And I thought she handled it very well um, because I I would have felt, you know, so it just so looked at, you know what I mean? And I think you're right. I think I was saying to Dustin, I can't believe we're sitting around having conversations about this in our household, but we are. I was saying to Dustin, Faith has a whole life. She has her ranch. She has her horse farms. You know what I mean? She is much more put together and a whole. And I think that when she watches it back, that will give her closure. She'll see if she is doing the why not me, she'll be like, oh, because I was already this full structured life. Yeah. In a way that Gary is is not interested in that. No. Yeah. yeah, he wants and she he wants a little brokenness. I mean, that's kind of yeah, where he's fitting in. And like she was so cool. She showed up on her on her motorbike, you know, and I do hope for her that this that she takes away that he wasn't that she doesn't end up feeling more played, but she feels more like, OK, I'm ready to date again because yeah. I do very much want that for her because that's a hard thing to do to somebody yeah. to have them out there on that chair when they've just been rejected. Oh God, yeah. Yes. That, very brave, like a really well done. The tears all warranted. I, you know, I think she handled it really well. Folks, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will get into episode eight. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Ugh, folks, I mean, 
First of all, it's a personal finance app that helps you find and cancel unwanted subscriptions and it monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. But that's headline news, okay? What it has done for me, it has reminded me of the absolute ridiculous world of things that I have subscribed to. And why have I subscribed to them? Why have I wasted my money in such a way? And thank God that Rocket Money has come around to show me that, hey, Nagin, you don't need a subscription to an obscure Brazilian film archive, do you? One of the things that I found for me once that was really upsetting was that I was paying for a subscription twice. It was an educational app. And you think an educational app isn't going to do you that way, but you know what? It might. It also lowered a bill for me. Lord, my cable bill. Yes, I still pay for cable. Don't worry about it. And then the other great thing is when you are trying to get rid of these subscriptions, you just do it with one tap. You don't have to like call customer service or whatever, all the other miserable things that you do when you're trying to get rid of a subscription. It just does it with one tap. That's one of the actually best things about it because I've had such a hard time in the past trying to unsubscribe from something myself. It lowers your bills for you by up to 20%. 5 million users. It has helped save an average of $720 a year, which makes sense for me because that's about as much as, that's about what I was saving. And with over $550 million in canceled subscriptions, that's what they've achieved. I mean, you've heard me talk about Rocket Money before. It has really improved my relationship with subscriptions. I'm going to just tell you that much. So stop wasting your money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Guys, cancel those unwanted subscriptions at rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Today's show is sponsored by Factor. You guys, I totally was a factor person before they even sponsored this show because they're so delicious and when you're constantly busy and just need a few nights of meals a week to just not have to cook, like factor's incredible. And then for me, here's the other incredible thing is they have these delicious keto meals because I try not to eat carbs and they have these wonderful keto meals and me and my husband have just been rejoicing in factor meals. So here's their deal. They're ready to eat. They're fresh. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved. They're also ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. And like I said, I had like the keto stuff, but they also have calorie smart. They have protein plus. There's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Um, I had one of their little green juice shots that I really enjoyed. And oh my God, I just remember having this one meal. It was like grilled chicken situation with like a, I want to say like a creamed spinach situation. Oh, so delicious. I remember also having like a cauliflower mash situation. I mean, they really make the veggies taste delicious. This ain't your grandma's veggies. Mm -mm. They make them fun and delicious and not at all like, oh, I'm eating healthy. It's not like that. It's like, this is fun and delicious. There's no prep, no mess. Like I said, they're ready to heat. And ready to eat. So you don't have to prep. You don't have to buy stuff, ingredients, and da da da. I mean, if also, if you're like me and you're just like not terribly confident in the kitchen, you're going to love Factor. All right. So here is what I think you should do I think you should head to factormeals.com 
All right. Head to factormeals.com slash fake the nation 50 and use the code fake the nation 50 to get 50% off. That's code fake the nation 50 at factormeals.com slash fake the nation 50 to get 50% off. It is such a good deal. And we are back, and we're ready for episode eight, Fantasy Suites. Um, By the way, (laughs) this is like a Freudian slip of my fingers. I typed in my notes, Fantasy Suites, (laughs) S-W-E-E-T-S. Sweets Um, for the sweet. Yeah. uh, So, okay. So the episode starts with a bro-to-bro chat between him and Jesse about basically old people, quote, knocking boots which felt like such a 90s term is that when that term was in use i don't remember i don't know specifically yeah. i think it there was like, a song about it right, right? Was that the 90s? yeah knocking boots like r&b hit um yeah <laughs> um and and like look gary was really sort of like sex forward he kind of makes jesse blush being like what do you think your parents still bang or whatever um what did you think of this chat and like and gary's like general attitude towards sex and kind of representing it for his age group. Well, this was the first time that I really noticed how much of a father-son duo Jesse and Gary look like. Yeah, and that totally. was making that was making the chat really fun for me because they, you know, Jesse is the professional, but Gary really has a charisma about him and he kind of took over and and you know he's very charming. Yeah, so I enjoyed. I enjoyed their dynamic. Yeah, me too. Me too, Leah. What do you? I mean, what do you think of the um, of the of the sex talk? Well, I thought it was interesting because as exactly what Katie said that Gary sort of did take in this way. He said, "Oh, I noticed that this is the first time you've looked away from me, Jesse." Like he called it out <laughs> that yes. Jesse couldn't maintain eye contact while talking about. And he said, "Do your parents ever come down the stairs looking like they oh! just?" which is very specific (laughs) and I thought it was great because um, I thought it was funny because as a person who lives in Manhattan I'm like split level okay (laughs) okay stairs okay stairs I I just also like the idea I think it's so important I was actually trying to work on a joke about this um, how we do portray men in their 60s and 70s and 80s as having sex but with women it's always like women are always you know those commercials for like vaginal they're like I'm so Dryness. dry, yeah. I'm so dry. <laughs> it's, it's horrible I can't you know you know and you're just like so I was like can we get this out there can we get it out there you know that people are having enjoyable intercourse um yeah I also wonder because there's all you know there's like the, I I'm so dry and, and then I have to put all this stuff in there so I don't have to so I'm not so dry like I'm starting on fire I wonder <laughs> if I mean you know this is I don't know gauche to say but I'm sort of like oh does like Gary need a pill to be able to have sex you know what I mean like maybe you know what I mean and I'm like these pills are being bought by somebody you know what I'm saying and so um that's obviously beyond the scope of the bachelor but um but I do you know in the same way like women are portrayed as being dry like we we don't we don't immediately 
talk about like the number of things like men need to like be able to have sex too in that age group you know what I oh, mean oh I literally was like did he bring his meds that was my yeah thought. yeah 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 totally um and there's no shame in it in either direction no, there's no shame there's whatsoever. no shame in any of it in either direction it is just interesting because you you talk about like the commercials and the way that it's like portrayed for women I do think that's interesting um okay so let's get into the actual date so the first date was Leslie now I'm told by Bachelor Heads that the order of the dates is also a, a big factor. So Leslie goes first um, and they go propelling down a cliff to a waterfall. Katie, what did you think of this date? I th- thought it see- it looked very unsafe. I mean, they were he's like having a good time like, "Are you okay?" Like she's in the waterfall. She's like, "It's kind of slippery." I mean, I as an able-bodied youth, I would be terrified to do that. And so I was I was watching that concerned that someone was going to break a hip. Yeah, uh, it yeah. did not it was seem a safe, scary. but you know, I, I guess that's that's the thing about Leslie. You know, she's like the fun loving wild, wild girl. That's kind of her thing that he is drawn to her. Leah, do, do, is that is, is that how you characterize Leslie? Well, she's a fitness instructor. Um, I just so I, I felt, you know, I also was like, they're not going to let anybody die on uh, ABC. You know no. what I mean? They, somebody went <laughs> yeah. down this first. Um, she didn't I have had, great you, thighs. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, the thighs. thighs. That's all I saw, the by hair. the way. That is the all hair. I saw. I didn't even notice a waterfall. All I was looking at was her thighs. <laughs> I also really loved her family. Um, yeah, her family she, really cute. The thing is, is that once she said, I think it was when it, the first episode when we met her, that Prince wrote uh, the dancer song about her. Yeah, yeah. Right, Minneapolis I, royalty. Yeah, she never came out of that light for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she, you know what I mean? So I see her as, um, you know, she is, she, she, in my opinion, is somebody who could change her mind, who's somebody who down the line could be like, I, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? Because I feel like he broke these things down. They're together. I feel like she... She's fun. She's uh, she makes him laugh. I think she makes him feel attractive. Um, I think she he, brings he out probably, that and may, probably makes him feel younger because yes. she is younger. Yeah. yeah, and I think she brings out that like he physically has to be like I love you with her, you know. And then he wants to. I think as you both mentioned, he puts her in this thing where he has to be like you're safe, you're okay. You know what I mean? But I do think with her that she's been more of a. Um, She's been married twice. She um, is a is a dancer. I think she's more of the. I I, I I'm tr- I'm missing exactly what the word is, but she's more of like the artistic type. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say she's more, more, think, yeah, that, she's more of a a romantic loose cannon. Yes. Yes. Like she could later be ten years in. I I need to go and and make wool in a farm. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? This could be yes. Her. Yes. She's she's like a manic pixie dream girl in a way. It, yes. The elder embodiment of that like trope where you yes. know she's there to stimulate him creatively. Yes. I, f- I found it I found it a the bit of a red flag. Polly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I found it a bit of a red flag with Leslie that, you know, she was married twice. She's divorced, but she kept saying like, 
you know, every time there was an opportunity to be like, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. She kept saying like, well, I've never had that before, but it's like, yeah, you did. You just got a divorce and you never know like what, why someone got a divorce. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, like infidelity, whatever, like she said, but it's like, you did have somebody tell you that they wanted to spend the rest of their life with you before, right? Because you got mm-hmm. married. Yeah. So that made me feel like, I don't know, if if I was in Gary's shoes, that would give me a pause. Yeah. Uh, there's a, Yeah, I wouldn't feel safe, I, get, I think, if I was Gary. Like, are you in touch with the reality of why your past relationships failed? And, and interestingly, they had a conversation about where would they live, because she lives in Minneapolis and he lives in that town in, in Indiana. Um, do you really buy that she, Leah, do you buy that she would... Uh, she would just be fine, you know. She's like, oh, I don't want to say goodbye to Minneapolis, but I, I think we could work it out or whatever. Leah, do you think that would uh, ultimately be a problem? I believe that right now she believes that they could be by city. I do believe that in this moment, that is what she in her heart feels. Yeah. Do I think like someone like Teresa, he even said Teresa's safe. I think Teresa's made up her mind. This is the rest of her life. That's what she has decided. Whereas uh, Leslie could feel completely differently in five years. Right. Which which we've basically seen from her backstory. I mean, right. I feel like she's yeah. like a poem. Leslie's like a poem. <laughs> Although I will say Minneapolis and where he's from in Indiana, he's from northern Indiana. It's not that far. Maybe okay, it's it a kind six of close to together. seven hour drive, you know, which mm. is very doable you know, if one person moved to the other place, you could still be close enough to your family that you wouldn't need to fly back. Right, 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 right. I do feel guilty saying this about Leslie. No, no. Right now she's like, I want, this is what I want. And I want to, you know, I want to support hashtag support all women. You know what I mean? But (laughs) that is my read of her, that she is what you, the romance that, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, we're women. We're women. We're going to armchair diagnose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it in fact is the whole point of this pod um, is to just spew like things we don't really know what we're talking about. Um, so no, and then they go, they do, they take the offer of the fantasy suite. Um, by the way, she's wearing a fabulous matching two piece. I um, love it. That outfit love it. tremendous. And it like matched the room. Oh yeah, it did match the room. Um, and so they go into the fantasy suite and theoretically uh, bone um, tastefully tasteful intercourse taste, tasteful we don't uh, you know off camera um that's why the 69 reference came up twice yeah. it was very tasteful <laughs> <laughs> so do they do you believe in their chemistry like what did you so they whatever happens if it is the morning after do you feel like something was going to, like that that like a true fun chemistry was had. I do. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, I think that they have a great chemistry. I think they are well matched in that she brings like a spark of adventure and he kind of provides a safety, you know, that kind of opposite dynamic is I think very good for especially sexual chemistry. Um, I think by the morning I was like, Sorry, Teresa. Yeah, same yes. here. Same yeah, here. Same here. Same here. Yeah, it felt so. I mean, I, I think it felt 
so like yeah settled like this is the this is the choice and I do I, I then when they read it, they showed again the scene where they kissed in Minneapolis against that wall or whatever um that also seemed like a hotter kiss than I had remembered and I was like I mean I think physically the chemistry is there and I really believed it and I think I don't know Leslie in that along came Polly kind of way I think she makes other people fun yes more than more fun than they actually are which I think is the problem yeah. right she needs to actually find someone that is that she doesn't have to work for you know what I mean like I do feel yes. like she has to, she's she performs a little bit for a lot of people and historically was a performer so that kind of makes sense it sort of reminds me like I when I first did therapy um the guy you know I was dealing with I was I did one of those sliding scale places of um where the where the people are students you know and mm -hmm, so I would mm -hmm. pay like $20 or something and I would go get therapy from this guy. And I found myself like literally working on bits. And I was like, mm -hmm. I, this isn't right. I shouldn't be trying to make this fucking guy laugh. Like this yeah. doesn't, you know what I mean? Like this the, the therapy is the one place where you should just be able to like be yourself or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, this is, that's how, how I feel about, you know, Leslie in a relationship. It's like the relationship is the one place you shouldn't feel like, you know, you're performing. Obviously, everyone's performing in the early days. Courtship is a huge performance. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it, the question is, like, how long does Leslie feel like she has to keep that going, you know? So let's yes. move on to the... Okay, so this is... There was a consensus among the three of us that going into the Teresa date, it felt like a lock for Leslie and that it didn't feel good for Teresa. Also, I think it's very cruel that on a night before... Another date. Why didn't they bake a day in between? They didn't get bake enough a day sleep. In between. I mean, yeah. first of all, if I don't get, if I go to sleep at three a.m. and then have to wake up the next morning, I'm a nightmare the next day. And it's not. It's not really fair. It's really there's like a lot of mitigating circumstances to the choice. I think it should be you have one night with someone, then you wait a three week period, yeah. then you have one <laughs> night with another person. Wipe the slate clean because I could right. see poor Gary, poor simple Gary, couldn't wrap his mind around the fact that I mean, I thought he was going to bounce in the beginning. I thought he was going to be like, I can't do this to Leslie, Teresa. I'm sorry. It really felt like yeah, so they're you know, like, like well, they're riding so horses still in the other yeah. date. Yeah, oh, they're riding horses. I feel like I've been on that date where you're like, mm. I guess he's, I guess he's really being careful with his horse. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say really quick about Leslie? I yeah. just remembered this. In the beginning, do you remember when they had the dresses? They all picked the outfits. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And she was the only person who got very upset that she didn't get the outfit that she wanted. Yeah. I remember that. I felt like that was a side of her personality that we would see more if we spent more time with her. Yeah. Which is, I feel like she's very, she's a very good-looking, effervescent um, woman who is high energy and I think brings this out of people and I think she's very used to the idea that she wasn't going to get the outfit that she wanted clearly shocked her and she was going <laughs> to you know what I mean yes and I felt like yeah. there's that side of her that we're not really seeing anymore which is like I'm used to being getting this bright light for people she's right? the most beautiful woman in Minneapolis yeah she's their queen <laughs> 
no, I, I, I could totally, yeah. That, and, and there was a lot in those early episodes of like her feeling very jealous, not jealous isn't the right word, but like she didn't like that, that people would be on other dates with him. Obviously that's the whole premise of the show, but she had a hard time with that. And we saw a lot of that, which goes, is the same. I'm, I'm supposed to be the center of the tension. What's happening? What are these other women doing? You know, a center of attention. Yeah. That's where she thrives. Yeah. So I yeah. As a performer. And it makes sense. It's over. Yeah. Yes, it does. So, so, yeah. and then, so treat, by the way, and I just want to say the horse situation was frustrating to me because we've already seen Gary on a horse and there's like other things they could have gone kayaking they could have gone you know zip lining they could have gone say something with uh, uh, sales um <laughs> like in costa yeah. rica they could have done a, a bunch letter. of other things and they do horses <laughs> again like i was so yeah. annoyed by that just on a producerial note um now they go on the act so and he's basically catatonic during the fucking horses they go yes. on the date and he says, I got to fucking reorient my braid and like try to give Teresa an actual chance. And so they're sitting down at dinner where nobody eats. And <laughs> um, and he says, as if for the first time, and I think literally for the first time, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, <laughs> yeah. my Lord. Gary. Gary, no. Did you not? Know, was that not? I can't, I couldn't I believe couldn't. that. And she goes, yeah, important. Isn't that what she said? <laughs> yeah. The date like, yeah, was this- just making me cringe. It felt like they were in some kind of business interview but doing she does it a very cool thing. That made me like her Huge. so much more. Huge. Like I feel like so that more. didn't make Gary like her, though, you know, because yeah. I think that he, I do think that Gary while being progressive enough to be the golden bachelor you know i'm sure he is you know liberal in many ways but i think in terms of the gender dynamic that he is seeking he wants to be the kind of star yeah of you know he wants to be the person that's the male role in you know smart yeah stable you know he but wants she to said bring I'd give bacon. it all up. She said I would give it all up. Right. And she so, and, did. And, and I, I just did. want to say, like, for a person who was a, a full, full on homemaker, baking pies and taking care of the kids, to then go and become a day trader, beat yeah. out college self-taught. recruits, self-taught, beat out college recruits for a job at like a firm, and then be, you know, become a whatever, I guess she's a securities analyst. Um it sounds a. It sounds like she's rich and she like and she's seventy and still working. Um, and I would like if I was her, I would just be like, dude, someone needs to like. I'm so proud of having done that and ha- of having achieved that. Like, I can't believe it's taken him this long to give two fucks about my career. Like, yeah, I would be extremely yeah. disappointed in, about that. But interestingly, Teresa does not seem disappointed, which I think is the wounded part of her that Gary is attracted to. The wounded part of her is that I just don't think she feels complete unless she's booed up. Like, she has to have a man for her to feel complete. And I don't, like, Faith didn't feel that way to me. Faith just felt like I'm complete. A man would be a nice enhancement, but I am yeah. complete. And 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 Teresa, for as much as she done as as she's done, and as as impressive as she is, I just don't feel like she feels. 
complete, which is why she's so willing to give up her job. You know, also, you know, she is retirement age, like give up your job. Like you've earned it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. But like, she's not going to do that until there's a man to complete the picture. And I thought that's the thing that Gary is attracted to. Yes. One of the, one of the moments, the most cringeworthy moments of that date was when he goes, well, you're really responsible. I was like, oh, God. that's his attempt at a compliment to her. You're yeah. really responsible. I worked my way up through the financial world by my bootstraps. Yeah, a notoriously male-dominated. Male-dominated. Fucking I was like, you know the date's going bad. When he, yeah. <laughs> what have you done, Gary? He, by the way, retired. I thought this was an interesting thing to be, I, I don't know if we were told this at the very beginning of the show, but he retired at 55. Mm-hmm. We were not told mm-hmm. that because when he said that, I was like, what? I I was shocked by that. I, I didn't realize, you know, I know that he had, that he, there was some mention that he had waited for his wife to retire so they could buy their dream house or something. Yes. So there did, I, I didn't clock that there was like a difference in when they retired. But that's like a several years difference between when he yeah. retired and when his wife retired. And it's actually like, I think, pretty shocking. And it makes me wonder, what did he do? Was it like a full retirement or was he like still doing some li- some stuff, but just more part time? I don't know. You know, well, it's going to be a part time retirement for whoever his wife is, because I feel very I feel very strongly that Gary is going to expect some white glove treatment around the home. You know, right. Like like cook and clean, you know, cook and clean, do the laundry decor, you know, all that type of it's going to be a homemaking for sure. But he has been doing it for himself for a long time. That is true. So maybe I know it's it's so hard to get a gauge on what level of man Gary is. You know, I I know I'm I'm so biased by my own man hating (laughs) (laughs) i i'm i mean you could tell me that yeah he's been taking care of himself and he's gotten over all that shit and like whatever for a long time you know like he's a real feminist like you could tell me that and i believe it and you could tell me the opposite i believe it i think it's very hard to gauge um where he is on that spectrum uh let's talk about to wrap things up the morning after with Teresa. now stuff happened the next morning she says i'm crazy about you Leah, and then he says, and you know, and and you know how I feel, and you know, and then they smooch. Leah, what did you, what did you think? I think he, A, I've just felt so, knowing that these were back-to-back women, I kept being like, did he have sex with these women back-to-back? I just he did. couldn't. He did. Right? He did, right? His clothes were tastefully folded on the couch. I saw Indicating... That. That they had had sex or at least at a at the very minimum, a nude cuddle. Yeah. It felt like Brett Michaels Rock of Love. I was like, is this Gary the Golden Bachelor or is this Brett Michaels Love Bus? Um, yeah. But it's the same. So I I worried about, you know, the women, even though I know what they're getting into because I was just like, oh, back to back. And then I assumed in her cute little black matching panties and full length top that that meant that he had said whispered sweet I love yous yeah um while they were making sweet sweet love that's what I that's what that meant 
to me. Did you think that it that he maybe even went a step further to be like, you're the one and I'm going to choose you? Well, he has said that to the last three people. So <laughs> right. can't trust a Gary. He can't trust a Gary. And I think in the moment, he means it every time. Well, yes. Katie, did you think so? So we left we left the last date feeling like it was a lock for Leslie. Katie, where did you leave this date the morning after? By the way, again, well, tremendous matching um, pajama top and bottom thingy, whatever that was. It was <laughs> loved tremendous. It. Um, but Katie. I have to say, my prediction is that he will choose Teresa because I think that they I think that they always edit reality TV in this way to create, you know, like a kind of dramatic irony where it's like we we think, oh, my gosh, it seems to us that because they didn't show any of the intimate time that, you know, we just saw their date. We didn't see the other hours where they were chatting and talking. They did say at the end, he at the end, he says, I know who I'm going to go with. He says it very, yeah, in a very um, com- convincing tone. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had a great night with Leslie, but then his night with Teresa came came up behind him from surprise and the sex rocked his world and he was like wow it's definitely Teresa and he knows that Teresa's a safe bet she she wants him you know i think that she was probably more forthcoming with her um um her feelings about him than Leslie was yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if you know maybe there was like a little awkwardness with Leslie too that just wasn't there because Teresa is so intense about her feelings for him yeah she's so starry eyed around him yep. and she also does seem like she'll just drop whatever and do whatever he wants like she does it's it's so uh, yeah. she's such an interesting brew of a person because when you look at her, you wouldn't think, oh, this woman had a, this incredible career. You think, oh, she's just, you know, she's been at the beck and call of a husband. Like, it's kind of like the vibe that mm-hmm. she gives off. But, like, she is, I mean, that's not what ha- her life was. But int- but the, she does kind of seem to be prepared to do that. Like, she just, I think, really, really wants to be partnered. And I think Gary also realizes that. And it's it's funny because like for Leslie, I'm like, girl, this is not your dude. Yeah. Your dude is someone else. And I think your dude is like probably also in the arts. You know what I mean? I think he's just a little cooler. Yeah, like an architect. Yeah. Ooh, yes. An architect, someone who's like succeeded at some shit that can provide you with like a good life, but like also gets like this artistic spirit in you. Like... I just think whoever you end up with is cooler than Gary. And for Teresa, I just, you know, this could be a good match. I I think I think too Gary is of the generation where they do look at all these other factors of like, you know, you have like your parents tell you when you're dating somebody like, oh, well, it's not just about like love and feeling love for them. It's also how do they fit into your life in a way that's going to support the way that you want to live. And Teresa is that for Gary so much more than Leslie is. And I do think it's a very big deal that they both lost spouses. It's a huge similarity. That's true. It's a huge sharing point. Uh, that they both really understand what that feels like. And that beginning scene on their first day when she 
He was driving. He was struggling. He still wants to look like the man. And she doesn't say anything. She doesn't. She just puts his hand, her hand on his shoulder. Um, I felt like that's sort of like what he that was like the roles that they both would take. And yeah. it suits them both so well. And yeah. she is. And he said she's makes me feel safe. It's whether yeah. at the end he gets swayed one way or the other. Do I want to feel energized or do I want to feel long term safe? Yeah. And yeah. adored. Right. You know, adored. I do feel like at the beginning they edit it like the first episode. They edit it to make it look like Teresa gets bounced. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. She's crying and he's like, other things have happened. So then I was like, they must have done that to throw us off the scent. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, did they do that to be like, oh, they're throwing us off the scent, but that's what really happened? And then I thought, you're thinking about this way too much in your regular <laughs> life, Leah. This yeah. is way too in much shower. that you're thinking. It was a long shower. <laughs> Why are you thinking about this at the gym right now? Um, <laughs> All right. So we're, we're, so, so Leah, your, your, your money is on, does this mean your money is on Teresa? My money's on Teresa. And also, let me say, I think you guys all got the email. I was sure they were going to tell us last night and I was destroyed oh, that when we I have saw that I have episode. to wait two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's we, not even it's next week. Wait. It's after Thanksgiving. It's after yeah. Thanksgiving, And I'm folks. very worried about all both of them. I think this is going to be so hard. <laughs> Do we have a therapist on hand? You know, these know. were intense. It's going to be a great finale. Teresa hasn't had sex with anybody else. She said, I haven't been with anybody since my this husband. Is, it's just yeah. her husband and Gary. All right, folks. <laughs> I want to be um, like, you better be sure, Gary. But I think I bet they had more mind blowing sex, though. I bet they had more mind because Gary had a warm up. Okay, Gary had a little bit of a warm up. He he got his little rehearsal. A rehearsal. Yeah, I have have to say they seemed (laughs) more postcoital than Leslie and him. They seemed more dewy, if you will. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, just if we're p- comparing, po- you know, postcoital faces like that. <laughs> All right, folks, I uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Who do you think is in the bag? Um, and what I would really love is for you guys to be able to follow our wonderful comedians and everything that they do. Leah Bonama, where do they do that? Um, you can follow me on all of the socials at at Leah Bonama, L-E-A-H-B-O-N-N-E-M-A. And may I say very quickly that if you are anywhere near Tracy, California, and I'm not 100% sure where that is, but I'm pretty sure it's two hours out from San Francisco. On Thursday, December 14th, I am headlining the Zanies there, and I would love for you to come out. Yes, go, go, because it's a guaranteed fun night. That's why. It's a guaranteed fun night. And then Katie Hannigan, where do they find you? I am uh, on Instagram at Katie Hannigan forever. Please follow me and um, please check out my mailing list, which is on my website, katiehannigan.com slash contact. Ooh, slash contact, you say. Yes. Um, Follow Katie Hannigan and then also try and see her live and then also just follow her so that you can have more enjoyment online and get away from the gross stuff. Okay. Um, And you know where to find me and all things that I do. And folks, if you are listening to not one but two 
episodes of Fake the Nation a week because you're getting regular Fake the Nation and you're getting Recap the Nation, maybe it's time to go to patreon.com slash Farsad and support the show. Again, that's patreon.com slash Farsad for as little as $4 a month. You get, not only do you get the fake and the recap and all that, but you get additional episodes of the show, additional segments of the show. Um, for just as little as $4 a month. And then there's more uh, levels above that. And it's just, uh, we let our hair down on those bonuses. And they're real fun. <laughs> so you should uh, go to patreon.com slash And I want to thank everyone who makes this show a possibility. That's our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. Our um, thanks to everyone at HeadGum for making the show a possibility. Our wonderful theme music was written by Gabby Alter. And if you have any questions or thoughts, you can email us at fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com. And um, otherwise, we will be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum podcast.